Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort. So you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Hi, I'm John McEnroe. I'm Bjorn Borg. This is Martina Navratilova. I'm Mats Wilander. I'm Stan Wawrinka. I'm Leighton Hewitt. I'm Andy Murray. And you're listening to The Tennis Podcast. So the quarterfinals are almost complete, Catherine Whitaker, as we sit here in your lobby watching Novak Djokovic having just posted the first set against John Millman. However, you have just pointed out that he isn't looking overly happy with life just at the moment. Well, at this very, very moment, he is sat on the chair with his head buried in an ice boa. He is doing those crazy wild eyes to his box. In fact, he's pointing at his box. He's, it's those eyes that he has when he's just gone. It, we've, we've seen a couple of times, and as you know, <laughs> I relate to it because I just sometimes go in the humidity. I just sort of, it's like a boxer that's just about to go out for the count. Um, and he's, uh, hang on a second, I, I mean, this is live commentary of soon-to-be-out-of-date Novak Djokovic reaction but uh, he's doing his sort of sarcastic faces. And, I mean, this bears a lot of similar... I mean, not that Federer was doing any... I mean, Federer wouldn't deign to do sarcasm, would he? But um, He does but do it, it sometimes. Does he? When yeah, does, when does yeah, Federer yeah. Does, towards umpires, him? usually. And sometimes towards journalists. Yeah. Give if me examples. Things Give me haven't... A f- example of Federer sarcasm. Um, yeah, he's sarcastic to umpires sometimes. Okay, okay. Yeah. Well, then it bears a heck of a lot of similarities then. Yeah. Not, I mean, not, we, we're getting close-ups of, of the box, of the Novak Djokovic box, where there's deep conversation going on. He's now arguing with the umpire. Goodness me. I mean, yeah, this is... Interesting. Anyway, Interesting. stuff that has happened. This is the Tennis Podcast, everybody. Brought to you in association <laughs> with The Telegraph and Amazon Prime Video UK. And um, Catherine has been presenting all day long. You've had Jimmy Connors with you in your studio today. We have. Yeah. How was that? The legend that is. It was pretty great, actually. It was... Um, I mean... It, it, <laughs> He's obviously one of those people that I'm so completely aware of how brilliant and how great he is, but it's also, he's not my generation. I don't have any, but I probably just about remember somewhere in the depths of my brain, or maybe I I could be fabricating this, uh, that 1991 run. I mean, I do have memories from around that time in my life, and I'm sure my parents were following it, but basically, bottom line, I don't have any Jimmy Connors memories, so... 
I'm sort of I'm genuinely interested in everything he has to say, and YouTube I, I can appreciate him. But yeah, I'm I'm a fraud to some extent. They are YouTube memories, yeah, um, and stuff I've told you, and stuff. Yeah, well, exactly. I'm sort of <laughs> old I'm, man law, I'm, yeah, telling his stories yeah. at the bar. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the, I mean, a couple of the most significant things he said were: first of all, he, I think he thinks Del Potro is going to win the title. Really? Why? Why do you think that? Because he said that. <laughs> okay, right. Okay, what was his reasoning? Um, just, I mean, it was largely emotion. He talked a lot about the, the he, he said, quote, exact quote, the New York crowd could win him the title here. Well, he, he credits the, the New York crowd with dragging him into the semifinals in that 1991. Well, exactly. He knows, he knows the power of it. And he was 39. I think he sees that in think he sees that in Del Potro mm. um, and the, uh, the 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 other I mean there are, there are many interesting things I'm sure it will be available on 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 catch up on prime or, or, or on their social media somewhere um, but I asked him about you know he amazingly he despite all the many incredible generations that have have come through he he's got a couple of really significant records that still stand the 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 most um titles won on the men's tour 109 and and the most match wins as well which i think is pretty good going i think he's 66 um, in fact i know he's 66 because he shares a birthday with my dad mm. um so and uh, i said you know do you feel protective of your records do you are you keeping an eye on on those in, and the people snapping at them? And uh, he said, "Well, who are those? Who all those records that have been broken in the last few years? Who have they been taken from? Jimmy Connors." <laughs> in fact, he didn't even get to deliver the punchline because Greg interjected, "Jimmy Connors." <laughs> Go on, Greg. Go on, Greg. So, uh, so basically, yes, he is. He, he's, Rhetorical question, he's Greg. He's got a list. He's got like a, a wall chart of all of his yeah. titles. Yeah. And, he, and he's sort of circling the ones that he doesn't think are going to get yeah. broken. Yeah, so he sort of said the right That's stuff about like, you know, I know they'll get break, broken eventually, but equally, <laughs> yes, I am keeping a very close eye on And hopefully not. <laughs> yeah, but look, he was, he, I mean, he's obviously got incredible insight into the game, particularly on the doll who he... Yeah, I mean, he sees himself in in Nadal. Yeah. In, in, you know, he's, that never say die. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. He, he, Nadal is is in spirit himself reincarnated, mm. reincarnated. Um, so yeah, yeah, a, a, a massive insight, and he'll be joining us for the men's semis and final. Yes, wow, that'll be something really interesting. And uh, you were a great tie. Did he? I did. Yeah. I saw that. Yeah, with flamingos on. Yeah, I've oh, got right. a shirt with flamingos on. I really, I really felt like. Well, I mean, he was he wasn't aware of this, but I really felt like we were bonding over our flamingo clothing. I'm a flamingo free zone, so <laughs> that's yeah. Oh, um, yeah. He was, as you know, one of the reasons that I wanted to work in this sport because of that 1991 runner. I was absolutely inspired by him, as appallingly as he behaved at times during that course <laughs> of that fortnight. And I do kind of want to ask if he's got any regrets whatsoever he said i asked him that he Did said you? no he really? said i have absolutely no what ifs from my career wow um and i and i i said how rare do you think that is you know among your, your how you know you must see your old rivals and 
and peers often how but is it rare that, that for for one of you to to not have regrets and sleepless nights and what ifs and he said oh i can't speak for them subtext yeah <laughs> <laughs> right, well, today's tennis. Um, we started off with Naomi Osaka just briefly. Win, winning briefly, easily. we did. Lesia Serenko apparently had a virus. Somebody sent me a note and oh, said, "Oh, she wasn't. She wasn't right. Yeah, she wasn't right for but the start. Still. But she didn't do a very good job of, and, and maybe she wasn't able to because she definitely, you know, wasn't all there. But she didn't wasn't able to cover it up at all. Mm. And what a gift for Naomi Osaka if she was." feeling the occasion at all which in the post-match interview she said my whole body was shaking what a gift to have mentally Osaka is just flying isn't she I mean she she actually said afterwards that she she views a quarter-final as what she was aiming for and the fact is there's aggro happening David there's aggro there's real life aggro live aggro conversation and Djokovic are at the net oh my goodness they're having words. Live aggro. I'll tell you Should what, we're, we're just going to stop for a second because we want to find out what's going on. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello, Tennis Podcast listeners. David here. Now, you might know that I love a bit of cooking, and I think I'm quite good at it. But if I'm honest, even I get fed up trying to work out what to do every night. That's where Home Chef comes in, being able to put together a delicious meal without the long prep and the cook times. Well, that's pretty cool. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify your cooking experience. They have over 30 options a week and serve a variety of dietary needs, so you don't have to worry about what to make ahead of time. Not only is it convenient, but it's economical too. Home Chef customers save an average of $86 per month on groceries. Now, for a limited time, Home Chef is offering Tennis Podcast listeners 18 free meals plus free dessert for life and, of course, free shipping on your very first box. Go to homechef.com slash tennis. That's homechef.com slash tennis for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. You heard it right. 
Okay, well, Catherine, we've just had a, a, about a 10-minute interlude that obviously none of you know anything about because Novak Djokovic and John Millman had a chat at the net. We didn't know what was going on, so we decided to watch. Millman has said to Djokovic, do you mind, mate, if I go and just change my clothes because they're soaking wet? And Djokovic apparently said, well, to be honest, I could do with the rest. <laughs> and and that, this has happened at two all in the, uh, in the second set. I mean, I've never seen anything like this before. Interrupting a, a match mid-set like that, basically agreeing between themselves, this is crazy, it's too humid, we're absolutely burning up here. And Djokovic has needed some, I think, some salt tablets or something like that, um, which, which his team hadn't got for him, and he's, his wife, I think, came and brought them on. My goodness, this is dramatic and bizarre. Yeah, completely. And, and if John Millman weren't universally recognised as the nicest man in tennis, I'm sure that request might not have gone down quite so well but you cannot possibly qu- I mean you can't you can't question sportsmanship I don't think of John Milman so quite good nice on Djokovic for really, go- yeah. yeah yeah, yeah anyway. good on him so um, where, where do we get but to Del Potro was denied a short changing break yes this is the problem yesterday it's, it's all and then threatened sort of in in dirty protest to change his shorts in full view <laughs> of the public on court <laughs> he put a towel in place in go readiness on, Go on. Um, and then was intervened from doing that. So I don't know. Is short change? Is shorts changing? Why wasn't okay he allowed or not? to do it? That was ridiculous. I've, you should have let I, him do it on the court. Why I'm not? I'm going to put this publicly out there. I've got no issue with players changing their wet shorts. There you go. Catherine. Just just apply the wet short rule consistently. Fine. Okay. We've decided. Do you agree? That. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. No, no problem with it I at don't, all. I don't. I don't want to see players running around in wet shorts. But you don't mind them taking them off and running. No, I want I want I want them to in a timely manner go and change their shorts in private and return to the court and resume the match. Does it have to be in private? Why does it have to be in private? Um, it doesn't have to be. Yeah, I just presume they'd shirts. feel more comfortable doing well, it. Well you private. can have a choice, can't you? Yeah, of of course our standards of what's considered sort of palatable unacceptable are completely arbitrary but I I imagine that a most players would more likely feel more comfortable changing their shorts in private we've gone down a yeah, okay. a, uh, a short well, rabbit hole, David, okay. well, let's for which get back I'm largely responsible. Let's get back to Naomi Osaka and her brilliance and the fact that she won and she's through. And, and a, just a tweet as well from Billie Jean King today in which she tweeted Naomi Osaka and actually referenced the previous round, I think, in which uh, she, she shed tears, Osaka, after being Sabalenka. And she said, she said that people had some people had been teasing her. And Billie Jean King wrote to her and said I'm really so- I don't know she said I'm really sorry to hear that people have been teasing you um, never ever behave uh, believe that you need to behave in, in a way that is anything but authentic it was a really sweet tweet from her and uh, can yeah. you imagine receiving a tweet from Billie Jean King telling you you're great just yeah. be yourself pretty cool the most life affirming possible experience um, yes it would work maybe, for me. I mean, yeah. Maybe that helped today, genuinely. Yeah, um, well, I mean, she was just on fire today. She just... Uh, unreal. Take away the Sabalenka match, and arguably Sabalenka is the informed player at the moment. Which, that was 7-6 in the third. Take away that match, she's lost nine games in four matches. Osaka. In eight sets? Yeah. Nine games in eight sets? Yeah. It, wow. it, it's It's outrageous. Yeah. A couple of bagels in there as well, um, two or three. 
Yeah, so I'm um, so pleased. Well, what a day for Japan. Our studios, our Prime Video studios are next door to Wow Wow, the Japanese um, uh, rights of the Japanese broadcaster. Um, and they are always, I mean, everybody just loves Wow Wow. They are always so nice. And no matter how knackered everybody is, they're just lovely. And they're always offering you sushi. And um, they were just delighted today i mean a truly historic day for japanese tennis having uh, a man and a woman through to the semi-finals um it, giveaway spoiler alert nishikori won as well he did um, five sets against marin chilich yeah and interestingly osaka said um in her press conference i think after the sabalenka win um that she was really inspired by watching nishikori at wimbledon and what he did and and i remembered that um after Nishikori's last round victory, which was over... I can't remember. Anyway, he came to the Wow Wow studio, as the Japanese players always do after they win, and he was sat there for about half an hour after his interview watching the end of the Osaka-Sabalenka match and living and breathing every single minute of it with all the the presenters and the crew in the... the, um, Wow Wow Studio and I thought maybe he was a little bit inspired by Naomi Osaka today well, and a couple of days not? ago absolutely yeah. it's a lovely story isn't it I, I, I've been searching for the statistic about the last time Japan had two semi-finalists uh, in the US Open they haven't they've never had it no because I know I know that the stat not a man was, and a woman certainly the quarterfinal one was 22 years 23 years something uh, like 1995 that 1995 at Wimbledon yeah 23 had years it. Um, but but nobody had got a mention of the semi-finals. I so. believe it hasn't happened. Wow, very cool. Um, certainly not a man and a woman. I would I would have to double check whether there's been two men or two women. But yeah, yeah. Chilich I mean, today, it's, it's, and for it to happen on the same day. I mean, all of our day session winners today were Japanese. Mm. Chilich started like a train today. He was brilliant in the first set and a half. And he couldn't miss. He, he was just hitting... It was like, like watching him in 2014. And then he realised how well he was playing. Well, I don't know what went wrong. I'd love to read the... Tra- well, I don't know whether... He wouldn't, he wouldn't answer honestly. No. Not I don't, does he know? No. I'm but not it was sure he so knows. so weird. Again, though, I think it's a bit like Federer. There's the, he was overhitting all the time. You know, he was going over the baseline, losing control. Maybe the air. I don't it, know. It was as demonstrative as I've ever seen him on court, and not in a good way, because largely it, it was, you know, it was all going wrong for, for him. Certainly after, as you say, that first set and a half. He was, I mean, it was Djokovic-esque, you know, those sort of laser-like eyes he was giving his box and um, really berating himself and I think he did a racket throw at one point he in did, the, yeah. this is the most mild-mannered man in tennis besides Sean Millman um, uh, so yeah and quite right too today he absolutely was quite right to be as frustrated as he was because what an incoherent match from Marin Cilic how can he possibly sort of digest that make anything of it move it on from it it was one of the worst five set matches I, I've ever seen yeah I mean it, yeah, it, I, it, momentum changes all over the places none of them made any sense none of them it felt like there was inspirational tennis being played the crowd weren't particularly engaged it's funny because last night we were sitting at what considerably later thank you Rafa Nadal and Dominic team um, we were sitting here and I was saying I always want a fifth set always because yeah. I just want the competition I want I want the drama um, I 
didn't want a fifth. Fifth. I mean, I didn't. It wasn't I'm the same, was it? Very Let's neutral about who won, but I wasn't wishing for more of that match. And, and actually, on that subject, I think we should just reference Nadal again from last night against Team because we, we went through the match in, in, in its stages. <laughs> you and I both fell asleep in the tie wreck. I didn't. I not you didn't intentionally. Get to the tie break. I mean, I don't remember my eyes closing. Neither do I. It was six all, six games all. I remember, I remember the commentator saying, and of, of course we're going to visit tie break, first visit tie break of the tournament, and the next thing I knew, my alarm was going off. <laughs> well, mine was. Uh, uh, I got I got into the room, and obviously I, I wanted to record a bit at the end of the podcast, you know, to just tell everybody what what, I'd, what I thought of what had happened. Well, I, I sat there with my microphone on on my stomach lying on the bed watching watching the, the telly it goes into the tie break i'm loving it i'm pumped you know people i've had people having a go at me today saying how can you fall asleep in a match like that what sort of tennis fan are you right oh, and yeah this has been happening and th- and then at one point or when i'm absolutely into it suddenly i'm in the tom rinaldi tom rinaldi interview <laughs> and, and i'm like oh nadal's been in- interviewed he must have won. What happened? When, what day is it? <laughs> I had no idea what was going on at all. So, um, yeah, other than to say, just talking to people around the grounds and people we work with, how bold over people were with that match. I mean, we didn't see every ball because of, of our various work commitments, etc. And, um, and it's one of those that you wish, and I felt this at Wimbledon, I didn't get to really soak up Del Potro Nadal. I didn't. I did with the the Djokovic Nadal because I was commentating on it. But it's you one soaked of those. it up, you know, in your subconscious last yeah. night. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, it, um, sounded amazing. I mean, well, first and foremost, uh, just going back to that quickly, um, teams comment about how that match will live with him forever. Mm. I mean, in good and bad ways, I think it has to be said. Um, but yeah, I mean it was really really piercing the way well, he when said that I saw your um, the montage that your coverage had on it this this morning because basically Catherine presents a half an hour show just before the play begins and wrap up the night before and all that sort of thing when team misses the smash and goes to the net and they and, and, and Rafa goes around the other side of the net and gives him a hug I'm telling you, I was too, I was filling up. I <laughs> really too. was because, and it was the. Do you know what? What the bit that did it was when Rafa put his arm around him and then just lent his head in and just touched foreheads with Dominic Team. And I thought that is so touching, um, and and it just made me think of as as awful as sports as boxing is, as brutal as it is, as violent as it is, and as, and as much as in many ways I think it shouldn't exist. The the respect, the mutual respect that these people have for each other after beating ten bells out of each other, and then they experience something you you hardly ever see aggro after a, a, a fight like that, and and it's the same in a match like this. And actually, I'd, I'd be quite curious with Connors as to whether how he feels with some of his abandons because you got the sense that he 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 didn't have that moment of. Catharsis, having had the had the, the on court battle, he st- it still felt like there was aggro with Nadal. It's all on the court. You you put it in. You you try and win the match. If you don't win the match, you give him a hug and you say well done. If you do win the match, you give him a hug and you say you're you're a legend. You know you 
it's yeah. just really I found it so touching and uplifting I really did and it and I think even if you're not an Adal fan even if you're not somebody that necessarily roots for him in matches I think you have to accept that he's 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 given the people that aren't his fans as much as he's given his fans because he gives you the he's the best value tennis player yeah, out there, it's isn't the he? Occasion. he? He's giving you he a moment. He gives you the occasion. He no, even I can't think of another player where after a six love set where he was I mean it was a chastening experience those twenty four minutes for mm. Nadal last night. You knew absolutely that that had. No bearing on what was to come. The fact that he'd experienced that that bruising. In, in the, I don't think there's anybody else that I could say that of. And and to know, usually, you know, you you see one side of first set and you go, oh, well, what kind of match is this going to be? Um, you never think that with Nadal. You no. know he's going to give you a match. That's right. You know, body depending. And even if you don't want him to win that match, you need to be grateful to him for the for the match that he's given you and the many, many of those matches that he's given us all. True. It sounds like an obituary. I don't think no, he's going anywhere, but you know what I mean. I, know, I do know to, what I mean. I think you we know, should if value we've learned it. anything, we have to appreciate it. Yeah, we do. Well, we need to appreciate well, these guys. Uh, compare and contrast that atmosphere to the one that we witnessed in the first match of the evening session tonight between Madison Keys, who beat Carlos Suarez Navarro in straight sets. I have never seen an atmosphere like it in my life. I felt it was humiliating for the players and, and to describe it basically they came onto the court at 7 o'clock and throughout the whole match the whole match there was this murmuring hubbub noise this kind of white noise in the crowd as it filled up it was very empty at the start then by the end of the match it was absolutely jam-packed but throughout the whole thing the crowd looked utterly disinterested utterly unengaged indifferent to it and, and to my mind, disrespectful of, of, of the match that was going on before them. And I, and I found it really disappointing. Now, that's the, yeah, you might say, well, they pay the money, they can do whatever they like. But it took game upon game before the umpire actually stepped in and said anything to them. It was them. midway through the second set, and despite the protestations no, was, of both players. There was a bit in the first set, but Carlos Suarez Navarro went, went to the chair and said, you know... I really need this to be a bit quieter. I can't play He was in saying, this. take your seats, ladies and gentlemen. But he didn't say, out of respect for the players, please could you be silent And you compare that points. to Pam Shriver, never said that. who came onto the court for ESPN. And the first thing she said was, guys, if you could just maybe keep the noise down for a few minutes. I know it's happy hour, but if you could just keep, you know, while I speak to this player that you've paid to come and watch. And I felt so sorry for those two players that were just being blanked by 23,000 people while they had their cocktails and had a basic catch-up in front of, you know, just in, in the Arthur Ashe Stadium. And, I, and it, it really wound me up. And, and, I, and I think there were things that could have been done. I think the umpire could have been stronger. I think there's an argument for, for even the referee asking the announcer to say, ladies and gentlemen, the play is now underway. If you could please keep quiet during points. You know, I think that that and and stronger. I mean, Annabelle Croft, in, in, who was commentating with me on the match, she she was furious about it, and she said, you know, I would I would shush this lot. <laughs> she was really, absolutely, very clear that she would love to have grabbed that mic and just um, 
just done it very differently. It was outrageous. It was absolutely outrageous. It was, it was horrible. It was like you know when you're you're sitting in a sort of soulless hotel bar somewhere in in the world. You know, an intercontinental in. Actually, what sprung to my mind was an intercontinental I was once in in Chengdu at a Champions Tour event, and there's a there's a, a brilliant singer in the corner that that's playing to to nobody or or certainly nobody that's specifically there to see them. They just happen to be there and happen to be being brilliant in the corner, but nobody's. But also knowing that nobody's there for them, they're just they're just sort of a nice incidental compliment to what's going yeah. on and and I always always find myself sort of pathetically giving you know in those situations giving a massive round of applause and you know yes. and then I think is that really patronizing I don't know no, but I, just, I know what you mean um, I do, it you felt know? like that and I, and it was horrible and I think if I think if Carla Suarez Navarro playing her first US Open quarterfinal and okay she lost it fair and square keys it was the same for both of them in many ways, you could argue worse for Madison Keys because those were her home fans just ignoring yeah. her. But for Carlos Suarez Navarro, you know. Oh dear. Crikey. What's going on here? Um, what have we done? You know, even if you lose matches like that, you, you'd hope that, you know, you'll always have the moment and the occasion and the stage and yes. the experience. I'm not sure she had any any experience at all tonight. I think it was just a a loss, a, a completely. Uh, she, yeah, she had no stage. She had no occasion. She had, you know, at least Madison Keys gets to come back in two days and have what I assume will be a stage and an occasion. Keys was very uh, tomorrow clever even in the post match um, interview. But poor Carlos Suarez Navarro denied what was owed to her. Mm. I, I it, it was nasty really yeah. nasty it was rude it was rude what, what it was. and you know it doesn't mean any individual you know I love a chat as much as anyone it doesn't mean any indiv- it doesn't mean that was a particularly nasty crowd it just you know somebody said to me somebody uh, said to me that actually that the, what they're trying to do is encourage more uh, ability to just you know have people come in and out and not worry about being quiet and so forth but I think that that is misjudging one of tennis's great qualities which is Silence. I don't want the US Open to be Wimbledon. It's not the same. But there is nothing like the drama of silence, of, of at least when play is on, the attention being on the bloody play. Well, what the US Open does is, is those eruptions of raucous applause and celebration and drama and all of that. Which is and, great. And to have that, you need the to right have the contrast, time. don't you? You have yes. to... It's... What the US Open has is intensity. Intensity of emotion and drama and atmosphere. And you can't have intensity if no one's paying attention. I mean, that's precisely what was lacking. There was no intensity in that. It was the most bizarre occasion. I've never seen it, it, it before. It was... 30 years of watching this tournament. Not I feel seen like they should like get that. a rerun. Yeah. I mean... Horrible. Yeah. It, anyway... Right. So what's what? happening tomorrow night? Well, at the moment, anyway, it's 6-3-4 all, second set. So there's still some drama here. So I'll come back on and, and have a little chat about that. Um, but tomorrow, so the first women's semi-final, isn't it, tomorrow night? And it is Serena Williams against Anastasia Savastova. It's going to be at 7 o'clock local time, so midnight UK. And then it's followed by Osaka against Keys. What do you think we're going to get results-wise? 
um, well, I've got a feeling for Osaka, but then I, I am conscious of the fact that I've been misunder, uh, misunderestimating. Goodness me, who am I? Um, Somebody with a new vocabulary. I think, isn't that... Is that, isn't that, oh, that's a George W. Bush quote that I've just accidentally come out with. Good work. Uh, um, I have been guilty of underestimating Madison Keys throughout this fortnight, so I'm, I am conscious of that, but I'm potentially going to do it again and, and pick Osaka. Um, in the other one, I am going to pick Serena, because I... Not because of any feeling that she's this unstoppable force with a fairy tale script already written that just has to be. Just because I've been so, so impressed by her tennis. However, if her movement isn't there, Sevastopol will expose it like no one else because she managed to expose Sloane Stevens' movement. Yeah. yesterday and I didn't think there was anything to expose in Sloane Stevens Serena is a great mover really still even amazing to she think. is but she wasn't in the final against Kerber she got exposed that day so I'm not saying there's anything to expose I think probably there isn't but we'll we'll know for sure tomorrow mm. night I think we'll get a Serena Osaka final as well yeah I, that's what I'd go for um, but we shall see Keys was good tonight Keys was, was very professional. She played within herself. She was not broken. She wasn't just sort of flailing away. And she seems to be in a good headspace just at mm. the moment. So maybe that experience will be... Uh, don't forget, Osaka led her 5-1 in the third set, remember, um, a couple Ooh, of years ago. Goodness me. And, that, and she was losing. crying in the corridors afterwards. Yeah. But that was that was her Hatchinov moment, wasn't it? Mm. Yes, That's, it was. That's Breakout a moment. long time ago now. That's sure that was the loss that she'll look back on and say that made me who I am now. Yeah, Jamie Murray had a win and a loss today. Won one in the mixed doubles. He's through to the mixed doubles final with Bethany Matic Sands, and he lost in the doubles with Bruno Suarez to Radu Albert and Malik Jaziri, unseeded. Yeah. Mm, fledgling partnership again I'm not sure they'll be happy with that out, out on the grandstand court people just didn't want to go out and watch because no. it was too hot he's too pale and Scottish to be playing in that guy he won on that court later I know I know play. but yeah I just I don't know I'm um, I'm um, projecting David okay. I'm, I'm looking at my own pale yes. not exactly Scottish skin and thinking I, I wouldn't want to be out there and you're looking at mine and you're thinking crikey you <laughs> wouldn't do too well out there would you exactly. little freckles and all that um, right then Catherine uh, I'll, I'll come back on at the end of this match and let everybody know what's gone on but uh, Catherine will be back tomorrow uh, have a good sleep Catherine you get a lie in tomorrow don't you oh, be still my heart so, two beers law is officially three beers law tonight, uh, but I'll try to hold it together sufficiently to uh, tell you what happened between Novak Djokovic and John Millman. Um, indeed, Djokovic has won through in straight sets. In the end, it, it wasn't that tight, but there were some concerning moments. You heard us talking about earlier this slightly bizarre situation of both players talking to each other at the net and then uh, Millman going off to change his clothes. The USTA very quickly released a statement saying... Uh, that Millman had approached the chair umpire to note his excessive sweating and the moisture it was leaving on the court. The chair umpire determined that the surface was dangerous enough to invoke the equipment out of adjustment provision in the ITF duties and procedures for officials and allowed Millman to go off court to change clothes and shoes. Both players agreed that he should do so. Uh, And actually... 
Djokovic did confirm that you know he was quite happy to have a little rest. So it was very unusual. Two games all, second set. Um, the only other really notable thing that happened, apart from Milman playing as hard as he possibly could, playing well, but ultimately being outplayed by somebody who's better, is that Djokovic got two time warnings um, for, for going over the 25 seconds and then th- lost his serve almost immediately. He, was, he looked absolutely sick of it all. Um, but he, he, he regathered himself very quickly, saw off Milman. It was a good competitive match, but it was pretty much exactly what I think we expected it would be. And Djokovic won straight sets. And so he will now face uh, Kane Shikori, who he has a 14-2 record against. Um, but one of those two wins came here at the US Open in a semi-final four years ago. So no guarantee that that won't happen again. Djokovic very much the favourite, of course, and uh, Rafael Nadal and Juan Martín del Potro in the other half. This has been the Tennis Podcast, brought to you in association with The Telegraph, Amazon Prime Video in the UK. Uh, They'll be back on air from 3.30 UK time on Thursday. Catherine will be presenting. And uh, we are executive produced by... Melanie Bowes by Triple S by TennisBalls.com and mascot is Charlie the Ferret. All right, Charlie. And our sponsor is La Manca Club. Thanks a lot. See you later and we'll speak to you soon. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.